Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Shot. 4.8 to go. Robbins has it. Here comes Mignon with a path. Outside to Lawrence for the win. Yes! He got it! He got it! Vanderbilt wins it! Challenge that three-point shot. Welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. It is Thursday, February 9th, the day after. The shot, the heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, salacious, wonderful, gorgeous, perfect three-point buzzer beater by Vanderbilt last night. It just depends on which side of the fence you're sitting on, doesn't it? The magic's back. The magic is back in Memorial Gymnasium. And last night, the number six in the country, Tennessee Vols, took it right on the chin and were knocked down and drug out of Memorial Coliseum Gymnasium, kicking and screaming and wondering for the win yes he got it he got it Vanderbilt wins it Mm, that had to be tough now I was at a local eatery last night and my wife and I I I was watching the the Vanderbilt Tennessee game they had it on the big screen up there and I, I was watching it and having a cold beverage and uh you know i when I, look, when, I, when I looked up there, the Tennessee had a comfortable five point lead under a minute. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think anything about it, you know. So I just said, "Well, let's just, we'll just see the catches on the radio, or I'll just read about it in the paper tomorrow, whatever the deal is." And then I get a text from you that Vanderbilt pulled off the win last night, and you, you watched that, you watched the entire, you watched the last few minutes unfold obviously oh absolutely i mean it what, what was incredible about it was uh tennessee had a two-point lead with about 18 seconds left vanderbilt only had two team fouls so that means that you know they were gonna have to foul at least five more times to get them to the free throw line right so they it went the clock went from about 18 down to eight seconds now here's the most important part about this though uh with about 10 seconds left Tennessee inbounded the basketball and had a wide-open layup or dunk. That would have put him up four. But instead, this freshman dribbled over to the corner to run more clock and to get fouled. So he gave up the wide-open layup. He did. He gave up the point. To keep running the clock. And uh, so – With just a two-point with, – with a two-point lead. Correct. And his foul, when he got fouled, was foul number six. So uh, when Vanderbilt in, or when Tennessee inbounded the ball in the very next uh, play was a seventh team foul, therefore sending sending Tennessee to the line for a one and one, which they missed. 
Vanderbilt rebound. They missed the front end. They did. Front end of the one and one two point game. Vanderbilt gets it into the front court quickly, calls a timeout with four seconds to go in the game. And then what you heard happened. The rest is history. Yes. And the Commodores anchored down. For the first time in on the six bi- years. On the Big Orange for the first time in six years. What a shocker. Tennessee had won 11 in a row. What a shocker. Well, congratulations to Coach Stackhouse. That's his first big win. Well, let's be – I mean, number six, Tennessee. That's, you know, in a, in a home state yeah. you know, rivalry. And uh, the students rushed the court. They did. It kind of looked like – it kind of looked – did it look like the Nayland Stadium field – uh, after the t- Alabama win, I don't know if it was that full, but it okay. was full. It was okay. It was a scene there uh, at Memorial. So every so so in other words, the Vols are the Vols are Tennessee's not the only school that can rush rush the playing surface right after after a victory. It's true. Okay. It's true. All right. Did, is Vanderbilt going to get fined for that? I'm sure it doesn't matter to them. No. Well, I mean, I, I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, is there a fine for oh, yeah. basketball? I'm for, sure for running on the court for basketball as well as football. I mean, I didn't know whether that was. I'm sure there is. I don't know if the financial penalty is as bad as football. Okay, but uh, yes, there there definitely will be a fine, which they will be happy, happy to pay. Huh. Well. Okay. So that you know, so the agony that, of defeat, that really the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat, all in you know four point six seconds. Well, that really hurts <laughs> Tennessee as far as trying to stay up at the top, trying to compete for that regular season title. Uh, that you know, with them losing last night and Alabama beating Florida like a drum, uh, that that's a three game cushion for Alabama over Tennessee. Yeah. That's you know I think we got what seven games yeah, left. Yeah, there's not not now they will face each other on Wednesday up at Thompson Bowling Arena. Alabama's got their hands full this Saturday against Auburn. Yeah, well that's always going to be a, a battle. Where is that game played? Do you know? It's, it's at Auburn. It's at Auburn. Okay, um, and let me just say this at the top of this at the start of the show. We of course we ran the Vanderbilt Tennessee clip on the on, when we opened up the show. But we look, folks. When things when you think things are bad, and you think the you know the world is on your back or bringing you down, and things aren't going well, and you're feeling sorry for yourself. Just put yourself in the shoes of the people in Syria and Turkey right now. It is over twenty thousand have died, have perished in the seven point eight magnitude earthquake that shook and rocked and devastated those two countries um, over the past couple of days. They've been pulling people out of the rubble and will continue to pull children and women and men and all sorts. There's over 70,000 injured, twenty over 20,000 dead, and there are many thousands more missing and probably – Buried underneath uh, just piles of concrete and rhubar and rebar. And it's just, you know, so when you think, think you got it bad, folks, you ain't got it that bad. I'm just saying. And if you all just say a little quiet prayer for those people over there, they could use all the help they can get. And, uh, but anyway, over here on our side of the ocean, our side of the world, 
We're getting ready for Super Bowl 57, which involves the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Glendale, Arizona, where the Cardinals play. And uh, the line is, as far as Las Vegas goes, has pretty much stayed right where it's at. The Philadelphia Eagles are one, one and a half point. You probably could fit, shop around and maybe find it at one, but probably one and a half with over under total that's now moved to 51. So uh, Vegas is going to – Vegas is predicting a close ball game. High-scoring game. Yeah. You know, and I would say for the most part, most Super Bowls tend to from, – from my memory, and I haven't really looked at the whole list, but it seems like the over – there's there's a lot of points scored. in. I mean, I'm a – more than usual amount of points scored in the Super Bowl. And I don't know why that is. Yeah, the the last lowest total I remember was uh, the the Brady Super Bowl against the Rams a couple of years ago with the Patriots. That was 10-3 or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was incredible. You had that high-powered offense from the Rams. And, yeah, and then two years ago, Kansas when Kansas City lost to Tampa Bay. Right, that was low scoring. 31-9. And uh, the Atlanta Falcons-New uh, England Patriot game was looking like it was going to hit the under uh, when it was 24-3. to 28-3. Was it 28-3? 28-3. And then here comes Tom. You know, they've just got to be. Edelman made an unbelievable catch in that game, too. I mean, Matt Ryan and that bunch just have to be just – They've never – They must just wake recovered. up in the middle of the night with a cold sweat and just sit straight up and just have, you know – Deer in the headlights, look on their face, and thinking about that, dreaming about that game. That staff, Dan Quinn, Matt Ryan. He's at he's they, at Dallas he's at now. Dal- they never recovered from that loss. The Falcons never recovered, and unfortunately for Matt Ryan, that's what he's going to be remembered for. He was a quarterback who had a yeah. twenty-five point lead going into the fourth. Quarter. Then he blew that other lead this year to Minnesota, wasn't it? Largest in NFL history. <laughs> Well, that's, that's a couple of things you really don't want to be remembered as, as, as. I said it early in the year. Not a Matt Ryan fan. I think the guy's a jerk. Okay. There you go. Um, yeah. And talking about two years ago in Super Bowl 55, uh, Kansas City took on Tampa Bay. And I was reading an article, um, and they were talking to some of the players, Chris Jones, defensive lineman for Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. Um, and they were talking about that loss. And uh, Kansas City, you know, Mahomes and these guys said, look, you know, yeah, we, we remember that. You know, that motivates us. Going to getting that far and laying nine points. Think about – now just think about it. Now Patrick Mahomes' team, that was the second worst loss they have ever had as Mahomes – as Kansas City has had as Mahomes as a starter. Okay, that's the second worst. You know who their worst loss was? No idea. To the Tennessee Titans. Really? 27-3 to in 2021. That uh, That's obviously a 24-point deficit. But that's the worst Mahomes loss as a starter ever to Mahomes is to the Tennessee Titans, 27-3. to and their second worst was two years ago for a Mahomes start in the uh, in Super Bowl Fifty Five. So um, you know, for all these people out there that uh, 
like me and you and a lot of people, we probably just walk down the street and ask it and know what's going on or pay a little bit of attention to pro football, probably think the Eagles are going to win this ball game. But I tell you what, you know, Mahomes is, is nursing an ankle injury, which he says is getting better. And Jalen Hurts is nursing a shoulder injury that has kind of been, you know, he didn't play the last he, the last three games. He didn't play. He came in the very last game because of the a seating situation they had, or or he wouldn't have played in the last in the very last ga- regular game of the season against uh, Dallas, wasn't it? Right. I mean, he if it wasn't for what is it for them holding on to the number one home field advantage, number one seed. He probably would not have played. He did not play the prior two games leading up to that last game. It didn't look very good that game either. So And so what I'm saying is, if you feel you are sold on the Philadelphia Eagles winning this ball game, you might want to reevaluate. I'm not reevaluating. You're not you're not you're not yeah. going for that. You're not you're not you're not you're not that that doesn't scare you. That doesn't bother you. He's played well in the playoffs. With the giant, you know, against the Giants and against the 49ers. Hurt that he being hurt. Yeah, and, and he and just like, uh, just like uh, you know, what's his name for the Chiefs, Mahomes. He's got a week off in between the you know this last time that he played in the Super Bowl. So I think they're both going to be better. Although I think that ankle, you know, that that ankle's tough. You got to be able to move to play play quarterback. Oh, I get it. I get it. I, you know. I assume Tannehill had a much more severe high ankle sprain than Mahomes did. You would hope. I mean, I'm just I'm trying to figure that out. Right, I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm hope. trying to figure out Tannehill basically just packing his stuff up and 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 calling it a season with about what? How many games to go? Three, four games? Yeah, there was, was three, it, three games. Was it at least three games yeah. in the season when we didn't see him take another snap? For a high supposed high ankle sprain, and Mahomes for a guy you're paying what twenty million a and, year, and Mahomes is out there running around, hobbling around, trying to get the job done, carry the team on his back with a high ankle sprain. So I don't know. I, I'm just assuming that Mahomes is a lot more severe than Ryan Tannehill's, and that's why Tannehill wasn't out there and Mahomes was. So, all right, this is our first break. You are listening to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Show. I am Drake along with Clayton the Claw. Give us two minutes and we're going to come right back. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. Wear this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bikes, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. No, I Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined by Clayton, the Claw Harris, right here in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee, right here on West 7th Street on 101.7 FM, WKOM. And uh, just to finish up a little bit of UT Vol news, there are the – in the – I was reading that in the upcoming NFL draft, the Vols actually have two players that look to go in the first round. Offensive lineman Darnell Wright mm-hmm. and Bolitnikoff Award winner Jalen Hyatt. I believe that's – yes. I, I, I still have nightmares about that guy. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean – but just because of the way he – how many catches do you have against Alabama? Like 15 hey, or something? I don't he know. had five or six touchdowns, I think. It was ridiculous. Well, I, I guarantee you. Like Nick, after Nick, the Saban, first, like after Nick Saban is shoring up that defensive backfield right now. Well, I I think you also got a, an experienced defense coordinator coming in that's going to bring some more discipline to that side of the ball that's needed. In my opinion, okay. and we, you know, we really hadn't talked about Kevin Steele was hired as Alabama's which is a defensive coordinator. It's a Tennessee connection. He's graduated University of Tennessee. He he's the guy that really Philip Fulmer wanted to hire as the head coach at one point in time when he was the AD. Uh, he was actually the guy that Auburn wanted to hire uh, when the whole Brian Horson thing happened. Okay, he, you know, he was named the interim when they fired Gus. A lot of people there wanted him, and the AD, uh, you know, and I, when I say people, I mean the power brokers, uh, but they ended up going with Brian Harson, which turned out to be a huge mistake. He uh, was Last year he was in Miami uh, down there uh, with uh, a former 
Alabama assistant coach, uh, uh, the guy that came from Oregon, uh, former offensive line coach. Cristobal. Yeah, Mario Cristobal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, those are two players projected to go in the first round of the NFL draft. Hyatt, I see wide receiver, yeah, I and see Darnell Wright, the offensive lineman. Yeah. So congratulations to the Vols. It's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it, it really has. Um, so, uh, and, and let's go back and touch on the Super Bowl. Uh, some interesting notes about the Super Bowl. Uh, the S&P 500, you know, the stock yeah. market yeah. for investors – uh, and for all you people that have stocks out there and, and watch that sort of thing, uh, the S&P 500 shows a big gain when the NFC wins the, wins, wins the Super Bowl, on the NFC side. Leading up to the game? No. Not, like after the game, after the, after the Super Bowl is played, that following Monday, the S&P 500 shows a gain of – if the NFC winner, which would be the Philadelphia Eagles, wins the ball game, wins the Super Bowl. Now, it shows even a bigger gain if it's a blowout in Philadelphia. And I don't know why that is. It's just, it just is. It's just one of those things that happens. So, uh, for all you people out there that pay attention, like I said, pay attention to that. Good luck. Uh, if you got a bunch of stocks in, in the S&P 500, then – Go Eagles, I guess. Well, there's a good chance it's down uh, quite a bit today. It's almost it's, down a full percent. So you know, uh, yeah, this could be setting up for something. It, it, there you go. You know what I mean? That's right. It absolutely could be Eagles. I mean, uh, if you think about it, the Eagles are four and twelve in 2020. So you know, we're out here, and and, and this this radio show probably covers a. a and there are a lot of Titan fans that that listen. Absolutely, know, the majority are, because we're in Tennessee, right? Sure. Well, you know, my deal is two, three years ago in twenty twenty, the Eagles are four and twelve. It shows you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. That, well, that ought to be encouraging to Titan fans. That you know what, you, you or, or discouraging, the- encouraging or discouraging, because it doesn't seem like we can get our proverbial, you know what, together enough to turn this ship around and, and stop with the eight and eight seasons and the nine and seven or whatever they are now, nine and nine. And you know, these 500 seasons turn the dang thing around. I mean, the Eagle, uh, Roseman, the general manager for, for the Eagles came in and, and, and basically turned the ship completely around. And in 2021, they made the playoffs. They went from four and 12 in 2020, the Eagles did and made the playoffs in, in 21. And now, um, this year, they're in the Super Bowl. They're not only made the playoffs; they're in the Super Bowl now. Uh, you know, Roseman. One thing he did, he gave the keys to Jalen Hurts. That, I was about to say, what, I mean, ha- that's, what happened in twenty one that happened? You know, <laughs> you, you know what I mean, right? So, and so, and so, Hurts got the keys, and they made the playoffs in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, he went and got Hassan Reddick, a defensive end and pass rush specialist, uh, the guy that hurt uh, – I mean, uh, no, not – yeah, the guy that hurt uh, Brock Purdy's arm came in from the side and, you know, Purdy made him fumble right early in the game. That that hurt Hassan Reddick. Now, Hassan Reddick, for people that didn't know, um, he was a walk-on at Temple University football. I mean, you're a walk-on at Temple University football, uh, and he played 
for he previously played for the Arizona Cardinals and uh, Carolina Panthers. And then Roseman went out. He get, became a free agent. Roseman went out and got him. And uh, he's just been playing lights out ever since. And, of course, the other thing Roseman did was giving up their 18th pick for A.J. Brown. Okay, and you know, and, and of course, it, to the chagrin of all the Titans fans now, um, AJ Brown had 88 receptions for just under 1,500 yards and 11 touchdowns this year. It's unbelievable. I mean, you know, and, how- and they get, and they get. Of course, they got AJ Brown. The Titans get out of having to pay AJ Brown 20, 20 plus million dollars a year. Uh, but you know, look, look where, look where Philadelphia is and look where the Titans are. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, uh, there are no more free lunches and we can tell Miss Strunk that. So, you know, you're going to have to, you got to pay to play. If you want to play with the big boys, you got to pony up the money to play with the big boys. Right. Um, and believe me, and, and don't forget folks, this is a Philadelphia Eagles team. It was four and 12, two years ago. So, um, also, he picked up cornerback James Bradbury, which was a huge, a huge pickup to go with their other defensive back. I want to say that's Gardner Johnson, I believe, is their other. There's there's the, the other uh, corner over there, uh, and they picked up a, a, the guy named Covey, who's a punt returner who led the NFL in punt returns, uh, and then Reed Blankenship, who's a safety. And he is rated – he picked him up. Roseman picked him up too. He's rated 19th out of 101 safeties in NFL. And guess – where did Blankenship – where did Reed Blankenship play college football? Reed Blankenship. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Georgia? I mean, I don't know. MTSU. Really? <laughs> That's right. MTSU. So MTSU between Kevin Byard, who's a pretty, pretty good player, I think, and um, a, a leader on the Titans team. Um, he just doesn't have much help around him. Um, and now this Reed Blankenship guy, uh, you know, is is playing for the Philadelphia. So my whole point of going over this, folks, and Clayton is that yes, Clayton, we need we, there. There is hope. Um, there's uh, some ray of sunshine. Yeah, that, that, that it can it, be done. It can be done. Yeah. Uh, but the Titans have been kind of going through the motions, just kind of sloshing through the rain and mud puddles for years now, trying to figure out what it is, what that magic, uh, that magic pixie dust is to get the Titans over the hump. It's like every time they've had a good team and they get like to the AFC Championship game, it's always, you know, when you, they get beat well, if we had a better secondary. Or if we had a, a better wide receiver. Or, or a better quarterback. There's always a piece or two missing. And and you just, as, as a Titans fan, and you go to the games and you sit there in the dead of heat of summer early in the season and just melt away under the under the – Early, late August, early September, September heat 
at, at 12 o'clock noon kickoffs, uh, the hottest point of the day. Uh, and then you just, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I feel your pain out there, folks. But like Clayton and I have, have said, it can be done. A 4-12, and 12, a mediocre team with a few real good moves can be turned uh, can be turned into a Super Bowl contender like the Eagles are right now. So. Uh, absolutely. So just fingers crossed, maybe it happens here sooner rather than later. Okay. Uh, now, Super Bowl. At the MGM, I'm going to read off some of the most bet – Prop player prop bets at in, at BetMGM right now. Uh, these are the most. Not these are not the ones to bet. These are the ones that are being bet the most. Okay. Um, Hurts over ten and a half rushing attempts for Jalen Hurts. So that means, I mean that's that's over ten and a half rushing attempts. That's a, that seems like a lot of that seems like a lot of times of him running the ball. Let's I mean, th- let's think about this though. If he gets sacked, nah, I mean, that's consider- if he takes off running. Uh, if he drives back for a pass and gets flushed out of the pocket, and takes off running over the line of scrimmage, that's a rush, right? Yeah, but wouldn't a sack count as well? Considering it goes off, you know, if he had thirty yards rushing, gets sacked. He, I taking, don't. They're taking six off. I don't think it. I, don't, I no. I don't. I don't think that counts. What do I we, think it what has. Do we, what do we agree though that if Jalen Hurts does get sacked, he will be in the act of running. <laughs> yes, or standing there trying to find somebody to throw the ball to. True. Yeah, you know, he could be standing there, just feet planted, looking around, and get hit, knocked to the ground. Or now, what? So what you're saying is, if he feels the pressure on the backside and, and begins to run, and is tackled behind the well, line of scrimmage, is that considered a rush or not? Correct. As far as prop bets go, I do not know. But anyway, that would weigh into my decision on if I took the <laughs> over or the under. Well, is, these, why, is why I asked. Well, these uh, a lot of folks believe that he's going to have over ten and a half rushing attempts. Miles Sanders is running back. Of course, the thing about the thing about an over 59 and a half yards rushing for Miles Sanders. Now, you got Kenneth Gainwell back there, and Kenneth Gainwell's been doing great over the past uh last couple of games of the regular season and the playoffs. I mean, he's been as a matter of fact, he's been averaging, I think, more yards per game than Miles Sanders has. But I think Sanders is kind of the guy that when they get down inside the 20 in the red zone, I think Sanders is a guy that they look to, you know, is going to get a couple, a couple of three shots at, at running the ball in as opposed to Gainwell who could come in to relieve Sanders. And then they've got Boston Scott too. Yeah. So they've got, they've got a trio of, of backs there that they use, you know, whether – but obviously, a lot of people believe that Sanders is going to rush for more sixty yards or more. Well, that means if he does, that means that the passing game's probably doing their job uh, with Hertz and company because yeah. it's going to open up the running game. Sure, sure. Uh, Mahomes. Everyone is begging that Mahomes is going to throw at least one interception. Yeah. That's minus one twenty five. So you'd have to put up one hundred and twenty five to win a hundred, 
and a lot of the money is going on Mahomes to throw an interception, uh, which is another prop bet for the Super Bowl 57 coming up on Sunday. Uh, Mahomes also over 294 and a half yards passing. So right at 300 or more against Philadelphia's defense. And he probably, you know, are, are they going to put this, are they going to, are they going to put this on Mahomes' back? I mean, I, I guess you do that. But, but because trying to run against Philadelphia's defense is so tough. Well, and I, they re, they just reactivated um, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They just reactivated him, and so, but still, even with him in the backfield, I don't think Kansas City is that much of a, a run a run team. No, but I, well, I think it really what it dictates on is how good is Philadelphia's offense if they get out early and have to make Kansas City play from behind. Well, they'll be throwing. They're every- going to throw every play. So his numbers will just and I I feel as though a lot of the design throw throwing plays that Kansas City has is kind of like, are kind of like runs you know it's kind of this short intermediate type passing game and then count for the yards after the catch the yaks as the pros call them but uh, I kind of feel as though. Kansas City itself uses the passing game and Mahomes, that little dink and dunk, and then allow the backs, wide receivers, Kelsey, to do their thing after they catch the ball as blocking is set up downfield for those particular short passing schemes. Well, Does that makes sense? If they can hit some passes early, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm going to try to establish a running game at some point just to shorten the game to keep the ball out of Philly's hands because, you know, I, I think Philly's offense is going to put up numbers against the Kansas City defense. And I think Andy Reid has to know that too. I mean, you look at what Cincinnati did with a makeshift offensive line that, you know, had a bunch of guys on there that hadn't played all year and they still were able to put up big numbers. Right. Absolutely. Um, and the last player prop that uh, I have jotted down here is Quez Watkins. Kez or Quez Watkins. Wide receiver for Philadelphia, under one and a half one and a half receptions under, but you're going to have to put up hundred ninety dollars to win a hundred on that one. But those are the one, two, three, four, five player props that are being bet the most at BetMGM right now. Um, and you know we were talking about the Titans fans and trying to have hope that we can turn this ship around and do what the Philadelphia Eagles have done from a 4-12 and season in 2020 to the Super Bowl in 2022. Uh, are we going to have to sit there and watch A.J. Brown? <laughs> I mean, are we going to have to watch? You know, you know what I mean? I mean you know, when, when, he, when he catches multiple touchdowns probably in this Super Bowl, you know, and goes off for 160 yards and gets Super Bowl MVP, are we as Titans fans going to have to sit there and endure that? I mean, you know. It'll just shore up the support for Amy Adams Shrunk and what she did. And um, getting rid of John Robinson. Absolutely. Well, we we hope that uh, Mr. Carthon is taking notes and outworking. I mean, it's okay. It's okay, Rand, if you want to take, take off time to watch Super Bowl. 
But after Super Bowl's over, it's back to work, right? Okay, this is our second break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake with Clayton the Claw. We'll be back in about two. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. 
purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back into the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined by Clayton McClaw. Good afternoon, Drake. Good afternoon, Clayton. And we are broadcasting straight out of Columbia, Tennessee, on 101.7 FM WKOM in sunny and Columbia, Tennessee. Hey, we want to give our condolences to the Bethard family, eh? uh, which the Bethard family is well-known in the f- football world as the patriarch of the family, Bobby Bethard. And I hope I'm pronouncing your la- the last name right. Uh, has passed, passed away on January 30th, a little over a week ago, um, due to complications from Alzheimer's disease. And I'm just going to read real quick um, – what I picked up from the paper, and this is out of the Main Street Sports Murray. Uh, After serving for nearly a decade as a scout for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Atlantic Falcons, Mr. Beathard was named Director of Player Personnel for the Miami Dolphins in 1972. What happened in 1972 to the Miami Dolphins, Clayton? Undefeated. Yes. That year, with Don Shula serving as head coach and general manager, the Dolphins went under undefeated and won Super Bowl seven. Only team to ever do it. Yes. More than 50 years later, that team remains the only undefeated Super Bowl championship champion in NFL history. Miami also won a Super Bowl in 1974 before Mr. Beathard became general manager in Washington. That team won two Super Bowls during his tenure in Washington, and then he helped San Diego to yet another Super Bowl. I mean, this guy, he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, Let's see. And then he retired in 2000. Um, And and if you remember, he went through the Beathard family. He had a grandson that – played at BGA and then went to Iowa and then played played for San Francisco, I believe, and now he's been at Carolina. Yeah. Uh, I think C- CJ. Yes, that's right. That's that's exactly right. Um but anyway, and he had another was it a grandson that got stabbed? Yeah, I think murdered so. it right around Christmas up on uh, Division Street, where those where, where all those bars are, right? Dogwood and yeah. winners and losers, and those bars right in that area. He got he got stabbed and killed. Yes, that, that, and it was right during Christmas break, wasn't he? Going to Auburn or something? He was in Auburn. He was somewhere. I, I, okay, yeah. yeah. So um, we're we're certainly sorry to the Bethard family for their loss, and uh, you know you're. Your patriarch of the family, Bobby, was was quite the man and uh, pro football Hall of Famer. And uh, our condolences from the radio station. Okay. 
Uh, in the NBA, Kevin Durant, you know, Rick Barnes, who Rick Barnes coached at University of Texas and never did anything with. Kevin Durant uh, is traded traded from the Nets to the Phoenix Suns the day before the deadline, which I guess the deadline is was either yesterday or today. It's today. Okay. Yeah. So yesterday, the Nets get Michael Bridges. Who? Cam Johnson. Who? Jay Crowder. I've heard of him. And draft capital. So that must mean that draft capital must mean some draft. I hope it's picks. good. I hope it's good. Uh, the Suns' new owner Matt Ishbia is looking to make some splash splashes in the Western Conference out there. Why not? Suns were in the championship a year ago. Yeah, and you know they they kind of they were floundering around earlier in early in the season. They've won their last like nine of twelve games, um, and so here comes Durant going to put on a Suns uniform and. And, uh, you know, I guess make a run out there in the in the Western Conference. Now, uh, let's see here. Let me go to yesterday's action in top 25. Creighton beats Seton Hall at Seton Hall. Vanderbilt shock number six, Tennessee, in Memorial Gymnasium, 66-65. West Virginia upset number 11, Iowa State, uh, 76-71. And, you know, the line on that game was West Virginia by four and a half. Was it really? Yeah, at West Virginia, unranked West Virginia against number 11, Iowa State. And Vegas puts that number out at, at West Virginia minus four and a half, not Iowa State. And West Virginia wins by five. In Bob Huggins, they trust. And uh, Huggy Bear. All right, and uh, Tulsa, uh, Houston, number two, Houston obliterated Tulsa 80 to 42 last night. Number 20, Providence uh, pounded six and 19, Georgetown by 12, 74 62. Baylor beat Oklahoma at, in, at Baylor 82 72. And San Diego State won at Utah State, number 25, San Diego State, 63 to 61. And uh, tonight, twenty-five at, top twenty-five action. I was t- at home against Purdue. Gonzaga, Gonzaga at home against the San Francisco Dons. The, the Dons. The Dons of San Francisco. I like that nickname. Uh, number seven, UCLA is traveling to Oregon State. The St. Mary's Gales. There you go. Uh, are at Loyola Marymount. Tonight. You mentioned you mentioned Creighton earlier. You know yeah. what you know what their nickname is. The Blue Jays? Or that something? is correct. Is that, is that, that is, is that correct. correct? All right. yes. I, I can't believe it. Very I'm, good. Are they the Blue Jays? The, Clay, the Creighton Blue Jays. They are. That is You correct. know, Blue Jays are some mean little mothers Mothers, as far as bird goes. They don't. That's what I hear. Yeah, they're, they're, kind, of, they're kind of vicious. A little aggressive, huh? Yeah, they've been known to attack, you know, people and, you know, when they get around their nests and little ones and stuff. And they'll just go out there and like attack ladies' hairdos and they'll do all kinds of crazy crap. Wow. And number four, Arizona is at California for the 10 o'clock late night tip off. In case you haven't lost enough money, you can lose a little bit more. Yeah, um, at least you can listen to Bill Walton while you do it. Yeah, and I'm telling you, California is terrible. Cal- don't do, do yourself a favor. From the Conference of Champions? <laughs> I'm just telling <laughs> Bill. 
Bill, yeah, Bill, Bill, he'll probably be doing that game. He'll probably ride his bike from like Absolutely. Southern California up to UC Berkeley or wherever that is. I guess where is University of California? Is that in Berkeley? Uh, University of uh, yes, yes I, it is. Or, uh, yes, it is. University of California at Berkeley. That is I correct. Believe, I believe it's in. That, Berkeley. That's correct. That's where Aaron Rodgers went to uh, play football. Well, they're hosting the number four Arizona Wildcats. Yeah, Walton's definitely there. Yeah, and uh, twenty-one and three, number four Arizona against three and twenty, California. And I'm telling you, that is bad. Yeah, oh, it's it, it's really bad. So that's what's going on in the world of basketball, uh, college basketball, and a little NBA news as far as Kevin Durant. That's going to be interesting to see him out in the Western Conference or on the left side of the United States. Again. And, uh, and then, you know, look, look at a guy like Russell Westbrook, who's now with the Jazz. Like, he signed one of the biggest contracts five years ago with the Thunder. He is This is his fifth year of that contract. There's talk that possibly the Jazz might buy him out. Uh, but you, you look, he was with the, the Rockets. He's he, a head case. He's been everywhere. He's a damn head case. I'm sorry. Pardon my language, but the guy is nuts. It doesn't seem – he doesn't seem comfortable and, and fits in anywhere he's been I, that I've seen. I mean, maybe maybe where he made his made his hay at Oklahoma, you know, and when Durant was with him. Well, the, I the mean, they Rockets, were pretty darn they were pretty darn good. And the Rockets weren't bad when he got reunited with James Harden. Okay, but when he went when he went out there to was he at the Lakers for a little while? He was. At, that's where they just got. He went to Brooklyn, and then I think he went to the Lakers. If I'm not. And mistaken. then now to the Jazz. Yes, I take that back about Brooklyn. I don't think he was at Brooklyn, but yes, he he's he's been a journeyman. He's been around, and so I'm just you know I I don't know the guy. You wish him the best, but you just he just he just does, he seems to do crazy stuff and in in crucial moments in games, and he really doesn't care whether it costs his team a, a chance to win the game or not. He's just gonna be Michael Westbrook and do crazy stuff and Russell Russell oh excuse me Russell Russell yeah we don't want we don't want to offend Michael <laughs> all right Russell Westbrook so um yeah so he he's with the uh, Thunder year one of his contract Rockets year two he was with the Wizards year three year four he was with the Lakers and now he's with the Jazz in year five I mean, what does that tell you Yes. Yeah, well, what I, does that tell you? He doesn't I, fit in anywhere. That's right. Yeah. And he and he won't he won't you know get in line with whatever system they're trying to plug him into, coaching or whatever the deal was, because I don't know. Anyway, this is the end of our show. It is Super Bowl Thursday, February 9th. Three more days, and we'll be all nachoed out and winged out and brewed up and you name it. Uh, I'm Drake. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Joined by Clayton the Claw Harris. We will be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, for our last show of the week before the Super Bowl Sunday. Have a great one. We'll talk to you then.